Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, January 6th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. Our Cold War of Disinformation Campaigns. And today's one big thing is a way to fix the election certification process. But first, the latest on the all-important Senate election in Georgia. By the time most vote counting had stopped for the night, the Reverend Raphael Warnock went on YouTube to claim victory. We were told that we couldn't win this election. But tonight, we prove that with hope, hard work, and the people by our side, anything is possible. The Associated Press called Warnock's victory at 2 a.m., but has yet to call the other race between Democrat John Ossoff and Republican David Perdue. Given where the outstanding votes are, that's also likely to go in Democrats' favor. Axios co-founder Mike Allen is here to share his first takeaways. Good morning, Mike. Good morning and Happy New Year. And we are calling this the Trump implosion. I cannot overstate to you how furious Republicans are at President Trump. They say that these races should not have been close, that under non-Trump circumstances, under normal circumstances, they could have won both these races by five Points, But what they say is that the craziness coming out of the White House turned off suburban voters and it made some of their own voters less likely to come out because President Trump kept telling them they shouldn't trust the process. Stacey Abrams is the big winner, that massive turnout of Democratic votes in general, African-American votes in particular. And this was a machine that she built. She had the message and it really worked. Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thanks, Mike. Now have the best day. At 1 p.m. Eastern time today, members of Congress will meet in a joint session to officially count electoral votes for the presidential election. Vice President Mike Pence will open the electoral vote certificates to be read aloud, which fulfills his constitutional role as president of the Senate. This happens every four years after every presidential election, but it's getting much more attention this year because of the dozens of senators and House Republicans planning to object to the electoral results from battleground states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. Noah Feldman is a constitutional law professor at Harvard and our resident legal expert for Axios today. Noah, can we have a free mini constitutional law class with you for a second here? (laughs) Anytime. Can you explain the 12th Amendment and what it says about what's supposed to happen today? What's supposed to happen is that all of the states have chosen one slate of electors. They send that slate in on essentially a piece of paper. Both houses of Congress meet in joint session. They're presided over by the, quote, president of the Senate, better known as the vice president, Mike Pence. Mike Pence is supposed to read out the votes. They're supposed to be counted. And if, as is the case, there's a clear majority of them for one Joe Biden, Joe Biden is supposed to become the president. And the only way that any electors could be rejected by the joint session is if a majority of the Senate and a majority of the House vote to reject those electors. But what, unfortunately, from my perspective, is going to happen is that elected congressmen and elected senators are going to say, without any meaningful grounds for saying it, that the people didn't really elect Joe Biden. And the fact that that's going to happen, even though we know it's going to fail, shows you that this is not just theater. That is not trivial. 
So can I ask you about the idea of our trust in the democratic process? What kind of effect do you think this week will have on that? It's going to have a bad effect. The most fundamental principle of democracy is, I like my candidate, you like your candidate. We vote and we count up the votes, and whoever's candidate got the most votes wins. And so when you break that norm, you can't run elections in the ordinary way that they've been run previously. And it's even worse than ordinary people thinking that is elected representatives whose only validity in sitting there is that they ran in elections and got most votes are saying, oh, you can't trust those votes, all in the hopes of pleasing their own constituency. And they may be thinking, oh, it's a game, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It is not a game. Democracies are fragile. If you break the norm that the person with the most votes wins, you cannot be confident in maintaining democracy in the long run. From a constitutional standpoint, how would you suggest we try to fix this? We might need to amend the constitution itself. And here's where you might want to look to every other country in the world. Essentially, every functioning democracy says, we don't want the election results to be judged by politicians. So instead, they say, let's have an independent electoral commission that judges the results of elections. And our constitution doesn't allow for that because there were no independent electoral commissions back in 1787. And I recognize that would represent a big change from the way we've done things, but it would not be a big change compared to every other modern democracy in the world, pretty much. As a constitutional law scholar, how often do you recommend amending the constitution? Barely ever. I really don't like to recommend new constitutional amendments, but this time may be that one time where we just flat out need it. Thank you for your time, Noah. Thank you for having me. And you can hear my entire interview with Noah, including a history lesson about the 1887 Electoral Act on his podcast, Deep Background. In 15 seconds, we're back to talk about the role misinformation is playing in all of this. Welcome back to Axios Today. We were just talking to Noah Feldman about the erosion of American democracy. Well, that hasn't occurred in a vacuum. The U.S. has been dealing with years of misinformation online, but now it's giving license to politicians' calls to overturn the election results. Sarah Fisher is Axios' media reporter and is here to talk to us about how disinformation and misinformation have gotten us to where we are today. Sarah, you and I have talked about bad actors in the past. How have countries like Russia leveraged misinformation to undermine our democracy? Yeah, well, there was a time a long time ago where we thought of war as being a battle of hard power. But today's modern war is about taking out your adversaries in a slow, systematic way that can almost go undetected until it's too late. And that's exactly what Russia and some of our other autocratic adversaries have been doing over the past few decades. They've leveraged misinformation as a new type of information warfare to undermine American democracy. Sarah, do you think the appropriate frame of mind is for us to be thinking that we are in, for example, like a cold war of misinformation? Absolutely. Our adversaries like Russia, China, and to an extent Iran are trying to undermine American democracy through a years-long systemic disinformation campaign. They deploy bots. They try to trick reporters. They do all of these things to undermine trust in traditional news media so that people in America don't know what to believe. And once 
our adversaries are successful at really breaking our fourth estate and our trust in news and information, our information ecosystem, that's when they're able to manipulate the political process. So that's why you're seeing a lot of Republicans right now feeling comfortable coming out and disputing the outcome of the election, even though all of the facts say that it was a free and fair election. It's because our information ecosystem is so broken, they now have political incentive to pander to outrage, to lies, as opposed to pandering to the truth. The vote about certifying the election will be one of the most telling instances about whether or not Russia has successfully been able to erode American democracy. Another reason why today is so important. Sarah Fisher is Axios's media reporter. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Nyla. That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at Axios.com or find me on Twitter. And for the latest news, please check out Axios.com. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.